Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Breaking Chains with P31 Ladies Night, where we work to give females increased self-esteem, establish a healthy self-identity, and motivate females to obtain high noble character as detailed in scripture. Get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash YAT Radio. Good evening, and welcome to the P31 Ladies Night. Tonight, we will ask the question, who are you, and talk about it. But before we get started, may we begin with prayer. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for allowing us to see another day of life. Father God, today I want to say thank you for reminding us of who we are. We are children of the most high God, the creator of heaven and earth. Lord, we have to always stay focused and remember to be strong. Walk with our head held high no matter the situation. Know that we have to forgive the things of the world and not forget we are not alone. You are with us and promise to never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you. Father God, we thank you for your comfort and strength. In the period of our fifth of our healing and deliverance, we honor, glorify, and praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. It don't matter what it look like. It don't matter what it feel like. It don't even matter what nobody else thinks, you understand? And I'm taking it off the top, just like that, you understand?
Again, to the P31 Ladies Night. Tonight we will ask the question, who are you? And talk about it. Tonight's show is being sponsored by the Williams Group and Jadari Enterprises. Okay, sit back and relax and let's break chains with Breaking Chains Ministry on YAT Radio. I am your host, Sonia Roberts. In Ephesians 2 and 10, it says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is who we are. In 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, it asks the question, do you not know that you are, a God, you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? So the question we are asking tonight, people, who are you? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Um, I'm not sure who's on the line, but um, if you would, can you tell me who's on the line, please? Hello, Iris um, Bullard. Um, this is Amy. Sorry. Good evening, Amy. Welcome to the show. Good evening. Who else do we have on the line? Iris Bullard. Good evening, Good evening, Iris. How are you this evening? I'm doing great in you. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Um, so my first question for the night is, who are you? 
Would anyone like to answer that question? I see I we will. have another caller. Caller, would you like to tell me who you are? Okay, if not, we'll go ahead with the show. Um, the question is, who are you? The floor is not open. Amy, would you like to answer okay. that question for me? Sure. I'm going to say I am a Christian. I'm a child of God. I'm a God-fearing person. I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. So you say you are a child of God? Yes. Amen. Iris, you have anything you would like to say or add to that? Um, yes. Um, I want to say I am a worshiper of God, and I am a mother. Amen. Um, are you a chosen people? Yes, we are. Are you free from bondage? Do you have yes. any shackles on holding you down? No, I don't. No. Are you a free spirit? Yes, I am. Now, really tell me, who are you? What makes you who you are as a person? Iris, would you care to answer that? Um, yes. God who makes me the person I am. Amen. And to follow his footsteps. Amen. Amy, you have anything you'd like to add to that? I'm just trying to believe um, that God is uh, within in, in me, and I try to, you know, live according to the word so people can see him in it. Amen. What is your identity that makes you who you are and you, and your uniqueness? Is there anything that you have that stands out? Can you walk in a room and and you don't even have to open your mouth and the people in the room know that you have that, that spirit on you, that God feels spirit on you? Are so. you living in darkness? I'm sorry. I said I hope so. <laughs> Are you living in darkness? No. <laughs> All the questions that I just asked you were taken from First Peter 2 and 9. Jesus told us who we are. In First Peter 2 and 9 it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Can anyone tell me what does God say about who you are? Amy? Anybody? What do you think um, God yeah. says? You go ahead, Amy. You go ahead. I, I'm about to use. I was going to say that we are his chosen people, and we represent him. Amen. You can go ahead, I. Well, actually, I was going to say the same thing as Miss Amy, because we are the chosen ones, and he wants us to fulfill his um his wishes and to follow in his footsteps. Amen. I said that we are the body of Christ and individual members of it. In, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trans, trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Amen. As Christians, we shouldn't let the world define us. We should find our identity in Christ and be encouraged by who we are in him. So with that being said, I've asked you all um, who you are. So I'm going to ask myself, so Sonia, who are you? I am a new creation in Christ. I am a child of God. I am a branch of the true vine. Because Christ is in me, and I am in him that produces much fruit. I am a friend of Jesus, justified and redeemed, an heir, a sanctified saint, a temple of the Holy Spirit, a member of Christ's body, an ambassador for Christ, the righteousness of God, chosen, adopted, redeemed, and forgiven, sealed with the Holy Spirit, made alive in Christ, raised and seated with him in the heavenly places, God's workmanship, a citizen of heaven, no longer a slave, but free, but I'm a work under construction. That is who Sonya is. All right, now. I believe that great questions are powerful with a with. A great question. You can challenge someone to act or inspire them to change or provoke deep self-reflection. But there is one question that is more important and anxiety-provoking than all the rest. Who are you? It's a question with potentially a lot behind it. Sometimes ego, false assumptions, challenges, and curiosity. That question challenges you speaking to. This is the question that determines how people understand you. So how confidently and clearly do you answer the big question, who are you? Are you confident in saying who you are? Are you clearly stating who you are and do they understand what you're saying to them. Are you breaking it down? 
What if you're asked, who are you? The automatic response is to give your name. By giving your name, you feel you've answered the question. But once again, the question is incorrect. Your name isn't you. This is a label given to you by others and with which you identify. People can and do change their name, but they remain the same person. So it goes back to who are you? Welcome to the show, Tanya. How are you this evening? Hey there, how you doing? Finding yourself? Doing okay. Good. Tonight we're asking the question, who are you? And we're talking about it. So, who are you, Tanya? Can you answer that? We've lost her. Okay. So, we can start answering the questions, who I am, by decoding your personality and core values. What do we mean by decoding your personality? Can anyone tell me that? What do we mean by decoding? Trying to find out exactly who you are to decode it. Okay. You asking me or telling me? I'm telling you. <laughs> I ain't been telling you, but I'm telling you. <laughs> um, you know, if y'all have some questions for me, you know, we can go back and forth with that. You know, instead of me just asking you all. Iris, do you have an idea of what decoding your personality could be? I really don't. Actually, I'm looking it up. Okay. It means to analyze the power of knowing yourself. How well do you know yourself? Well, you really got to, I mean, you know yourself, but you got to work on yourself as well. Yeah. become better. Right. So and by... So how would you work on yourself to make it better? Well, the only way to make it better is to follow God's footsteps and try to lead through the right path by God. That's the only way Amen. you can make it better. Amen. Just got to put your trust think, in them. Yes. I think by um, gradually um, starting a relationship with him daily, talking to him, you know, praying and asking him to open up your understanding so that you can understand what is happening in your life or what's happening around, the things that's going on around you. 
and also asking him to allow you the ability to hear him when he speaks to you as well. What are core values? Because you have to have, um, with your personality, there are some core values. Do you know what those core values are that you have that's going on with you? Um, like core values, like what we believe, our beliefs, and I guess the way we conduct ourselves. Yeah. Well, I think the core values are integrity, respect, and responsibility, and servant leadership. Amen. And what and what we believe is what we believe to be right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think um um there are principles that guide our choices and influence our emotions, how we um oh man, how we just um interact on the on a daily basis. Um I think there are uh, uh, hell pr- principles that we hold that's deep. What makes you happy? What is it that makes you happy? Life and having God in my life as well. I say the fellowship of men and having that that fellowship with God on a daily basis, you know, we there are all kinds of happenings that goes on around us that we can expound on. Amy, you have anything you want to share? Um, what makes me happy? I'm agree with uh, what she just said. And also being around people, you know, being able to talk about the Lord and, you know, just make you happy because you're full of life. And, you know, that's where your life's coming from. You know, he's going to lead you in the right direction and help you make all the right decisions. You just got to keep faith or have faith and trust in him. Amen. The floor is open and um, the mics are open for anyone that have any comments or questions that they would like to ask. Um, to say what's on your heart or whatever that's on your mind that you want to get off. By discovering your passions, what drives you? What really drives you to get out there and just do the works of God or just that that just really drives your passion? What is it that drives you? Okay. i go first. <laughs> Um, my kids, what drives me, because I want them to follow my path and always follow the footsteps of God. So I want Amen. them to be, you know, have a good bonding relationship with God, like I have a bonding relationship with God, but I want them to do better and right. become better. 
as follows. Right. Amen. So you want them to mimic or walk in in your footsteps or or be better a better um, person Correct. than you are with yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Even though I'm still learning, even though I'm still learning, but I want them to do better. Yes, we're all a, a work under construction, as I say. That's that's my word that I always use. I'm under mm-hmm. construction still because we all fall short of the glory of God. You know, He's a forgiving God. Yes, Lord, and He will but, wash up sins. Yes. Ma'am, Amy, you have something you want to add? Take away? I agree with what she said. What inspires you, Amy? The Bible. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. I say life, life itself. Just praying to the Lord and that angel just touching me, waking me up, giving me breath in my body. That inspires me the whole day. Even though Satan be trying to attack, I be knocking them off. But that really inspires me. Go ahead. And I also love that said, Oh, I love the name Jesus. That what inspires yes. me. Yes. Because it is the what? sweetest name that we know. Yes, it is. What motivates you? Life, like you stated, life motivates me. It makes me get up, want to motivate myself every day to do better, to follow, to lead, and to conquer. Amen. In discovering your skills, what are you good at? If you had to be a help. In discovering your skills, what are you good at? If um, if the Lord came to you and said, well, Iris, um, I want you to think about what skill that you're good at, and I need you to go over there and I need you to, to help someone, what skill would it be? Well, I love helping people. That way drives me. I love to help people. So that would be a good statement for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like if you having a bad day, I like to lift you up. I like to make you smile or try to help you resolve some of the situations that you're going through. Like a motivator. Right. So what if you uh, encounter a person that does not want to be motivated? Then how would you handle that? I would say, can we just pray? I would say a prayer. Mm-hmm. If she don't want to pray with me, he or she don't want to pray with me, I pray to myself. Lord, please Amen. help me. Yes. Amen. 
Amen. What about you, Amy? I like to, I guess, keep people and try to put them in, keep them in a good mood, kind of along what she said. I try to help. I don't like to, you know, overstep. I try to ask if you if you do want to talk. I try to get you to talk about it, to see what's got you down. I try to get you to look at the bright side of things, or the positive side of it, or find the positive side in it if you can. Mm-hmm. Just kind of don't let people be down or be sad. But if they tell you they don't want to talk about it, you know, I won't bother them with it. Just tell them just pray on it and keep it moving. And it's going to get better and just keep faith, have faith. Amen. Can you help someone discover who they are? If so, how? If not, if not, why? Um, um, I would say, because you never know what a person been through. You probably been through the worst situation that that other person been through, and you could be able to help motivate them. Mm-hmm. If they know you've been through the same situation they've been through, they'll listen to you more than a person who haven't, you know, stepped in their shoes before. Right. Like giving your your testimony. Yes, right. Testimony. That's the exact word mm-hmm. I would use. And then that in turn by you giving sharing your testimony and the things that you've been through, that'll bring them out of their shell to tell their testimony and what they've been through. Right, because you never like know what people have been through. Percent. Right. It's What you thought, Amy? Uh, I, I guess I agree with that also. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said I agree with that also, but I also, you know, just let them know that they ain't by themselves. You're going through a situation. It may not be the same situation, but that everybody's going through something. You got to be a way to get through it. You know, try to get through it together. Just let them know that, you know, what they're going through, you've been through it or, been, or going down that road. So I feel like instead of them thinking that you, you know, you all good and you ain't having no problems, let them know I'm just like you. I got problems. I'm going through this, that, and the other. And, and you know, people that can relate on that on that level. Right. Amen. Yeah, because everybody has their Jesus. Everyone. Yes. Yes. And, everyone, and people are placed in your life for a season or reason. And just probably for a minute, we all go through seasons. Today, this year may be your season. 2022 may be my season. You never know. Okay, we're going to talk about self-image. What is self-image? When you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? Anybody? Um, yes, when I look in the mirror, I see um, a woman of God. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the show. Tonight we are talking, we are asking the question, who are you? Paula, would you like to tell us who you are? Would you like to say anything? 
Amy, would you like to answer that question? Sure. Hold on one second. I'm coming from my side. Hold on. What is self-image? And when you look in the mirror, who do you see? Or what do you see? I'm going to say, like she said, a child of God, a beautiful black queen, a positive person with a positive outlook, a person that loves God. Amen. Amen. Do you recognize that person? Every day. (laughs) If you could change one thing about your image, what would it be? If you could change anything. (laughs) Okay. Amen. So you please with everything. Amen. 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 Will you continue on the godly path to find out who you are and what your purpose is in Christ? Yes, I will. Do you know what your purpose is? We My all purpose is to follow his footsteps, and um, my purpose is to um, praise his name. That's my purpose. Amen. Um, good evening. Our overseer is on the line, Dr. Kemp. Tonight we're talking. We're asking the question: Who are you? Would you like to expound on that? Take your phone off mute. <laughs> hey, man, t- thank, thank you. <laughs> who are you? Who well, else? I can express who I am. Who I am, and who we supp- who we supposed to be. We all were created in the image of God. And when the Bible said that we're created in the image of God, that's called mind, emotion, and intellect. And what it means that when it says a mind, we could think, outthink any other created being, any animal. We have more uh, series. In other words, we are more intelligent than any other animal, any other created being, whether not animal, but created being. And then in mind, emotion means we 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 cry, we have sentiment, we sorrow. In intellect, we are intellectual individuals. We could think, we created, we invented, and uh, we're very intellectual with our communication. But we're created in the image of God, and God created us to be stewards of this world, and that means caretakers. But He wants us to be caretakers. Through love, and that's who we are. We we are, we are created in the image and likeness of God to spread love among uh, uh, fellow mankind. That's why when Jesus had the opportunity 
to give his commandments. Moses gave 10, and uh, the Pharisees gave 613. And uh, with the Levitical law, common Levitical laws, it was 613. But Jesus only gave, Jay gave two. First was to love God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. And he says, second unto that was to love your neighbor as thyself. And it goes on to state that love will encompass the multitude of sin. So who I am, I am a child of the king who's created Amen. in his image and his likeness to walk in his ways. When the Bible says walk circumspect, it's telling us to have a lifestyle of living by the word of God. And the reason why so much, so many things go wrong, we are not walking in the calling that God has given each and every one. Not uh, you're a minister, Sonia, you're a minister, evangelist, but there are other people that don't have a calling on their lives, and they uh, they still have to go out and minister the word of God. We're all our ministers. We're all to share the good news that Jesus Christ came and he died for our sins, and he got up on the third day, and he says that the Father making intercession for us and that we should teach and preach love all over the world. So when I when you ask who am who 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 am I, uh, who I would only just have to say who are we? We were created. We are all created beings by God and created in His image. So I would think that we're created to. When I said that we're caretakers or stewards, when God created Adam and Eve, they put them in the garden to be over everything. And that's why when He created them, He when He created man, He said that he gave him authority. He said, and I give that he gave him dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl over the air, and every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. In other words, he gave him authority over everything in which no other animal or created being has but man, mankind. When I say man, I'm talking about man and woman. I'm talking about, about the denuded part where it's talking about man and woman. We have the authority and power over everything. That's why Jesus said, bear you one another burdens. We are to be there for uh, our fellow man and lift him up. That's who we are. We are created in the image and likeness of God. God bless you. Now I have a question for you. Okay, so the question, who are you? So do you think that relationships would play a part in you discovering or who you are? Yes, it, it does. I, I think that a relationship is very important in a person's life because the first covenant that God made was marriage. He said, therefore, a man will leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife and they become one flesh. And so through that relationship, and then he told them, say, be fruitful, multiply, subdue, in other words, bring the world under its subjection, rule the world, subdue, and multiply and replenish, meaning that people was going to die off, but being that, that covenant was to continue it through the reproductive process. So God God put us here for that, and he put us here to have relationship and fellowship with one another. You know, we wasn't, it wasn't Adam and Steve. It was Adam and Eve. And it wasn't it wasn't Eve and it was Eve and Adam. So when he did that, he 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 told us that we need a relationship, 
He's, when he created all the different animals, everybody had a mate. But he found that Adam was without a mate. So he had to make Adam a mate, and he put him to sleep, and he took a rib from his side, and he made him a help meet. Not to be his boss and not to be under his feet, but to help to meet through his everyday life. And they were the walls. He took him from his side, not not his head or his feet uh, from behind him, from his side. So they'll walk hand in hand through life, supporting one another, exalting one another, not to tear down but to build up. I hope I answered okay. that. You did. Now, you um, gave us the biblical um terms and terminology of who who are you. So tell us exactly who you are. Who are you? Those things that I said, I'm a person that try to live up to those things that I talked about. Who I am, I'm a child of the king. I try to walk mm-hmm. circumspect in his ways. And I try to follow his orders as best I can. I try to give it 100%. Although no one is a 100%, I try. If you notice, I use the word T-R-Y, I try. And that's why Paul yeah. said, not that I've apprehended, but one thing for sure, he said he pressed. See, I'm pressing toward the mark of the higher calling. You know, and um, none of us are perfect, but we're supposed to press. And that's who I am, one that's trying my best with all with everything in me, I want to live for the Lord and do what's right. I know it's on the other side of the fence because I've been there, did that, you know, so I know it's there. So I don't have an ego to feed or anything that I may have had when I was younger. But I know who I am today. And I'm a child of the king, and I know why I was put here. I was put here to to, to teach love and to teach uh, liberty to each man. And when Jesus came, he said, he came to uh, preach liberty to the captive. And he was when he said that, he was talking about those who were captured or caught up in sin. And so uh, with that, I'm, I'm just a person that's really trying my best to live up to the expectations of God. I'm not here to please people, but I'm to please God because I've learned as a pastor for 27 years that if I preach to please people, I would never please God. But if I preach if, if 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 I preach to please people, I won't please God. But when I preach to please God, I won't please the people. So I rather I rather please God and have people at my throat than to please man and to have God uh, condemn me coming to the end. Uh, that's about what I could tell you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna open up the phone line. You can give us a call at 
as I bow to your throne. I pray for love, joy, peace, and happiness to be present in my home. Well, I do. And let your Holy Spirit dwell in my heart and in my mind. Please give me strength. Cause I get a little weak sometimes. I need help from you just to see me through.
Tonight's show has been sponsored by the Williams Group and Jadari Enterprises. The line is now open. If you have any comments, questions, or just want to give God some praise. Anyone like to say anything? If not, we're going to give our closing remarks. So the floor is now open to you, ladies. Amy, you have anything you would like to say for your close? Would you like to give your closing remarks? Sure. <clears throat> I'm going to say let's um, be mindful of other people, um, be respectful, always be willing to help out and lend a helping hand, and always try to instill in others and in yourself, keep it to your, for yourself uh, to trust in God and have faith. Amen. 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 Iris, would you like to uh, give your closing remarks? Um, yes. Um, when you say, who am I, I feel like people need to say, answer that question to themselves daily because if you want to, if you have something negative in your mind and you don't have good to say to somebody, you have to always ask yourself, who am I? Is I'm this person? Is this who I want to be? Is this what I want to be like? So I really like that phrase, who am I? Because that's a very positive thing. Who am I? Because some people don't know who are they. Amen. Dr. Kemp, you have any closing remarks? No, I'd just like to I'm, I have a few closing remarks. But I just want to thank the ladies for what they said, and it's, we we have to understand. And I like the thing about um, I preached a sermon called "The Man in the Mirror," and it was talking about David was able to see another person's sin when he committed adultery with Bathsheba, and Nathan had to tell him he was that man because he wasn't looking at himself. Every 
day that we live, we need to take a look at ourselves and ask the Lord, how can I better myself? How can I walk more circumspect with you? Uh, look and find fault of yourself, not others. Because when we stand judgment, we have to stand judgment for the sins that we have committed. But also we have to live by the word of God, too. And who am I? I'm I'm an open book. I'm an open book like the Bible. The Bible says, let your light so shine that every man will see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We may be the only Bible that a person sees through the way we live our life, the way we speak, and the way we treat others. So who am I? I'm a child of the king. My father owned the cattle on a thousand here. Everything belonged to my father. So I should act like I'm royalty and, and walk by the mm-hmm. way he said. But it was so powerful mm-hmm. when she said we need to examine ourselves and we need to do it uh, examination daily instead of trying to find fault with others. We need to try mm-hmm. to get our own act together. And again, Amen. search the man in the mirror and ask God, what can I do to be more like him? God bless you. And God bless each and every uh, young lady that's, that's speaking tonight. You too, Sister Selena. Thank you. God bless you as well. Amen. Now we will have our little-known black history fact and our wellness check. Tonight, little-known black history fact are the silent twins. June and Jennifer Gibbons were twins born to barbarian immigrants and raised in Wales in the United Kingdom, known infamously infamously as the silent twins. The Gibbons sisters Hmm. spoke only to one another and sometimes their youngest sister in a rapid-fire style of language only they understood. The twins were born on April 11, 1963, and were part of the only black family in their neighborhood. From infancy, the girls kept mainly to themselves and would mirror each other's movements. In 1979, in their late teens, the girls began teaching themselves how to write short romance novels with racy themes. Although they had some success publishing them independently, their writing careers didn't quite take off. They then engaged on a brief petty crime spree that included arson and theft. The pair was arrested and committed to a hospital for the criminally insane, enduring more than 12 years of medication under inhumane conditions. Wallace, who wrote a biography about the twins in 1986, said that June once told her that one of them had to die for the other to live a normal life. However, Jennifer became ill and died at the age of 29, reportedly of an inflamed heart. Her death remains unexplained. Wallace can tell her that Jennifer wanted to be a sacrifice so that June could lead a more independent life. Jennifer Gibbons is still living today, according to the most recent information. By 2008, she was living on her own in Wales. The little known black history fact, the silent twins. Our wellness fact for the night is Yoga Foundation's Downward Dog. 
one of your most rejuvenating poses is downward dog. This pose strengthens the body from head to toe, creating length in the neck and stretching the hamstrings and ankles. It also increases blood flow to the upper body and head. Also, don't forget to drink your eight glasses of water. That has been our wellness fact for this evening and our little black history fact. Amen. 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 Thank Amy, the Lord. Can you close us out in prayer, please? Yes. Father God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing everyone that was here tonight to share their knowledge with us. We ask those that were not, say that those are not able to be here, we pray for them and hope that they're able to listen to the show at a later time. Um, just want to say thank you for everything you do for us, Lord. Continue to instill your values in us, and we want to continue to live for you and live by the word. These blessings we ask in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to our show tonight entitled, Who Are You? As always, I hope something was said that shed some light on who you are and broke some chains in your life. There is no right way to answer the question about who you are. It's up to you to figure it out and up to you to decide how to tell your story. So the next time someone asks you that question, will you be ready? Don't forget to join us tomorrow night with the Men of Valor at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time here on Breaking Chains Ministry on YAT Radio. Also, November the 17th through the 19th, we will have our Community Tent Revival that's being hosted by Breaking Chains Ministry. The community host pastor will be Reverend Donald Sterling Sr., Reverend Roger Williams, and Elder Jonathan James. It will be held at 6448 Spice Pond Road in 8 Mile, Alabama. It will be a three-night revival starting November the 17th through the 19th at 7.30 p.m. Faith and masks are required. You can tune in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT radio, or you can call in at 858-357. 9137 to listen to the Community Tent Revival. As always, on Saturday mornings at 15, we have our um, prayer service. So we ask that you uh, come and join in on our prayer line with us at 1015 on Saturday morning. Thank you for listening in on our show tonight. Be blessed. We love you and have a wonderful evening. Good night. Good night. Peace be unto you all. You've been listening to Breaking Chains with 331 Ladies on YAT Radio, where each week we discuss the importance of female self-esteem, self-identity, and noble character. You can always get involved in the conversation by calling in at 858-357-9137 or catch the live stream at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash YAT Radio. That's Breaking Chains, where we leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence.
Yeah. She ministered now. 